Welcome in, one and all. Good to have you. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. Continuing on. Um, we got Mike Clemens coming up. Bottom of the hour. Mike uh, is having some traffic issues, so he said uh, give him till the bottom of the hour. So we're going to talk with Mike Clemens coming up here in about 30 minutes from now. 30 minutes from now. I want to remind you that we are going to be live uh, on this Sunday. We're going to get Green and Gold Watch Party plus the Green and Gold Post Game Show live from Nice Ash Bar, the uh, 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha. Doors open up at noon. Come in and get yourself a seat, a table, uh, chairs, whatever it happens to be. Come on in and enjoy the uh, the Packers and the Cowboys. We're going to give you the Green and Gold Post Game Show live after the fact. It's brought to you by our friends at Steel Tank Brewing and Point Brewery. And I've been waiting all day to make that announcement. We put it together real quick last night. But uh, thanks to our friends at Point. Thanks to Dave Barron and the gang over at Steel Tank. Steel Tank is on tap. Point Brewing has Cider Boys and some of the Point Loggers down there as well. And uh, we're going to be supporting a lot of the local business down in Waukesha also. But it's the Green and Gold Watch Party and the Green and Gold Post Game Show live from Nice Ash coming up this weekend. We're looking forward to it. Again, 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha, Wisconsin. And uh, whenever I can do anything to support Waukesha, Wisconsin, uh, the downtown area, uh, I'll do that. They're just It's just a great place. It's kind of like rediscover it, you know. Uh, so we're looking forward to it. And it's not far from the house, which also bodes well. So <laughs> we're going to get down there early and sit down and watch some of the games. But uh, the cool thing about it is they don't serve food at Nice Ash, but you can bring it in from other restaurants. So we support the other restaurants, whether it's Jimmy's Grotto up the street or you've got Eric's, uh, Eric's Porterhouse, which is just a couple of blocks over. You've got Mama Mia's down there, You've got which is pizza. You They also make pizzas at Nice Ash. You can't get pizzas there. But they, there's also uh, People's Park, which is right on the corner. Uh, so they got all kinds of different stuff in the area for food if you want to bring it on over. But uh, that way we support a lot of the local businesses in the area as well. So we're trying to trying to make an entire community type of thing. So looking forward to it. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. I want you to listen to Matt LaFleur uh, from last night. Uh, so uh, Matt LaFleur last night, excited, but also goes over a lot of different stuff when it comes to his postgame presser. Uh, obviously, there's not a whole lot of discussion when it comes to Romeo Dobbs, and I can't wait to find out if he's doing okay or not. But uh, nevertheless, um, Matt LaFleur... Uh, last night after the ball game and talking about his team, the way they performed down the stretch, uh, obviously talks a little bit about the the, uh, the the segment just before half. Just before half when they had that kind of clock mismanagement, it probably hindsight being what it is, I'm sure Matt LaFleur would have rather kicked the field goal and taken the points than tried to take one more shot at the end zone and not having the success and ultimately letting, ultimately letting the clock run down. But take a listen to Matt LaFleur from last night. Here it is. Persevere throughout the course of the season, um, you know, to prove a lot of people wrong. wrong. Um, but it's, it's really ultimately about their ability to stay together and continue to fight. And I think I've said it so many times, when you go through adversity and you just keep your head down, you keep working, you keep sticking together, you come through it, usually you're better for it. And I think we are a callous football team. Um, you know, I got to give the Bears a ton of credit. Uh, they kept it close all, all game. Uh, but ultimately, I, I felt like we were in control most of the night. Certainly, uh, our defense did an outstanding job holding them to nine points. Offensively, uh, controlled the ball. It's just we got to find a way to score more points. 
Um, and it was great. What a great atmosphere, great environment. I, I can't uh, say enough about our fans. That was a playoff type atmosphere. Um, and any time you get that type of feeling in Lambeau, I think it's tough on any opponent. So shout out to the fans and um, just really happy for, for everybody involved with the Green Bay Packers. Jordan had the pressure of uh, for taking over for Rodgers, and he had the two and five start. Now he's in the play. Now he has in the playoffs. How was he able to just kind of stay even keeled, keep his head up through all the adversity he had to deal with? Yeah, he's a tough-minded sucker now. Um, you know, his family did a hell of a job raising him in terms of just what he's all about. He is. I think you guys would all agree that the ones that know him in here, he's he's about the right shit and. Um, Sorry for that, but he, he is, he's about all the right things. And, you know, the guy just comes to work every day, has a great attitude, is one of the guys, you know, has, has really improved over the course of four years. And I'm just super happy for him. He, he's earned it. You know, along those lines, Matt, he was 27 out of 32 today, which is big time against any competition. How is he able to stay? I mean, this is obviously a big game. I was able to do that considering the defense you played and the big game atmosphere. He's just resilient. Um, that's that, Those are things you cannot coach. You can sit there and talk about it to your blue in the face. Uh, however, that is something that he possesses, and I admire him for that, his ability to stay even keel, um, to, to battle through adversity, to lead our team. Uh, he, did, he did an outstanding job, and he's been doing it. I think he's, he's certainly proved himself. Over the back half of the season, um, I don't. I don't think there's there's many questions left. To be honest with you, he's just got to continue to do what he's been doing and show up each and every day with that same mindset. And I, I think, uh, you know, great things are in store for him. With the way your team has been playing down the stretch, how excited are you to see what they can do here? Oh, it's going to be great for for our team in terms of. We got to go on the road and earn it. And certainly, uh, going to Dallas is not going to be an easy task. Got a lot of respect for what Coach McCarthy's been able to establish there. Um, they got a lot of great players. You know, we saw them last year, and it was it was a tough battle. Um, so, you know, we're going to have to be at our best in order to go down there and, and come away with the victory. I asked, I asked Jordan what kept this team believing when things weren't going so well. He said how close all the games were that you guys were right there. I imagine it's more than just that for you, though. Like, what kept you believing in this team? Um, well, I mean, it's just you, in my experience in this league, a lot of games are, are going to be tight, and you just, I don't know, that's kind of how, I guess, my brain works anyways. You know, just um, the thing that kept me believing is watching these guys work and watching the improvements made throughout the course of the season. And a lot of times you see things in practice. I think it all comes back down to that, uh, where we're doing some great things and then maybe something goes wrong in a game. Um, but you, you, there were so many moments throughout the course of the year where they, that left me optimistic that we could fight through this thing. Um, and it was just about a, a matter of time. I think there is a learning curve when you have, and it's never an excuse when you have young players, it is what it is. But uh, there is a learning curve for those guys. And the more they play, they, typically, the, the better you get. And 
uh, across the board. I think our staff's done a great job of, of staying together. Um, I think it always starts there in terms of nobody was pointing fingers, just, you know, they came with the right mindset of trying to get their position group to get better and for them to continue to push them to get better. And um, But it's a credit to the guys in the locker room and just in terms of those guys are battling for each other. I think it, it was pretty clear tonight, just the effort that was out there. Uh, like I said, that was that was a that was a playoff type game right there. The sequence at the um, end of the half. The, the sequence at the end of the half. Was there one? Do you think there was one mistake that was uh, bigger, more important than the rest? There was a lot of mistakes at the end of the half. I mean, to to come away with no points or an opportunity with no points, um, certainly, you know. We were in a, what we call an ozone situation where the ball has to go out of bounds or to the end zone. Um, you know, I, I know Tuck wishes he would have got out of bounds a, a couple plays before where we burned a timeout. Um, but certainly, I, the, you know, Stevenson did a great job there. He was, a, he was playing a cloud corner. He was off, I don't know, eight, nine yards, and he just drove on the ball. And that's something that we coach our guys to do all the time is is to when a receiver's going out of bounds to knock them backwards and your forward progress is stopped the clock continues to run and that's something that I think Jordan's just he's he's going to learn from I think that was you know I, I think there was two plays I, 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 out of however many plays we had on offense uh, that he would like to have back but I think all in all he had a hell of a night. Guys like Bo Melton calculate this entire season just the way you know, guys out of nowhere and then they're pulling out what he did today. Yeah, Bo made a bunch more plays. And there was, you know, uh, the, the one in the end zone. I, I don't know. I couldn't tell. You guys would know better than I would whether or not that was a touchdown. But certainly they didn't call it that way. But it's been pretty cool just to see a guy like that that probably most of you have never really heard of to see him get a, get an opportunity to go out there and perform at a high level. And he continues to do it. And I think, again, it goes back to his approach, his work ethic, his mentality, attitude, all of that. The guy just works and gets better. The defense held the Bears to under 200 yards, got to fields five times. Just what was it like seeing Joe Barry getting all fired up and just how they played tonight for you? Yeah, I thought our defense was outstanding. Anytime you hold anybody under 10 points, you, you better find a way to win that football game. So um, outstanding effort by our defense. You know, I know he's taken a lot of criticism. We all have. Um, but he's a tough-minded guy that continues to show up and, and put in the work. And, you know, our guys were, were battling out there tonight. I thought, I thought the effort was outstanding. What do the uh, grounds people tell you about the field and it being slick is it just is that just the way it's always going to be up here in this climate in December and January? I don't, I don't know. I don't worry about that. Coach, uh, obviously you guys were in the same scenario last year as well and came on the wrong side this time and came away with a win. What was the biggest difference between last year as opposed to this year? It's a different year, a different team. I'm tired of talking about last year. What was the key against Herbert? He, he had come in like back-to-back 100-yard games, just like Jonesy. Jonesy did his thing, but you guys really seemed to shut down Herbert. What do you think the key was there? Well, I think it was just our guys playing physical and playing aggressive and playing downhill. And certainly they had their moments where they got some yardage. Um, but all in all, I thought we, our, our guys were flying to the football. I think you saw it on the first play of the game. Jair went in there and... Uh, 
it's just a very physical football play and um, just really happy for our defense and and really everybody but uh, in particular our defense those guys you know just are, are they're, they're playing their butt off right now Jones hasn't had the season he wanted health-wise, but how does he look to you now with his big performances heading into New York? Uh, yeah, he's out. I mean, you can all see it. I mean, he's a difference maker, right? His his ability to be out there and get explosive gains and, you know, fight for some tough yardage, break tackles, both in the run game, pass game. He does a great job. He just, he definitely, he takes a lot of pressure off other people. You know, he takes pressure off the line in terms of, um, and I thought our offensive line did an outstanding job. You know, coming off the rock, that's one thing that we always stress in the run game. It looked like we were getting pretty good movement. So um, I thought they kept Jordan clean for, for most of the night. So uh, hats off to the offensive line. Did you think Reed was out of bounds on that long 59 yard when we guys hurried up to the line? What do you think? I thought maybe, which is I thought maybe why you went That's fast. That's why we went fast, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I'm not, because otherwise we, we're not going to necessarily call that play in that situation, but I mean, it was worth the, it was worth it. I mean, it was a what, 58 yard gain or whatever it was. Um, you know, it happened, he happened to fly right in front of me on the sidelines and I was like, woof, it felt close, but that's, I mean, that was a pretty cool play because he's really not even part of the progression. That was just Jordan being Jordan and making a play and Jaden Reed making a play. Uh, it was, it, yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was great job by those guys, but certainly uh, couldn't chance it in, in that situation. And I think it, it took us a little bit longer to get lined up and snap the ball than I would have liked. Uh, I don't know what they were doing out over on the sideline. But we gotta we gotta make sure that we're in tune and so so we don't give somebody an opportunity to challenge that. What is he? I mean, you got out a bunch of different kinds of slot guys over the past few years, and not that Jordan, not that he's just a slot, but yeah, he can do it all. He can do it all. He can you can put him anywhere. He's 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 just a baller, and you want to get the ball in his hands however you can, and we got a lot of them. I thought Wicks had a heck of a game as well. Bo Mountain. Thought Malik made some nice plays. Obviously, losing Rome was that was tough um, early on, and uh, I think Rome's had a hell of a year as well. So all those guys, we got a lot of we got a lot of ballers in that room, and those guys. It's been so cool to watch that room operate because I think I might have said it earlier this week. Just it, you know, as a receiver, you naturally want want the football, but those guys. They don't really care. I mean, they're cheering on each other. They're getting excited for, for one another. When one guy scores, they're over there celebrating together. And um, it's a special bond, I would say, that's been created in that room. And, you know, hats off to Vrabel for how he's coached those guys. I think he's done an outstanding job with them. I know you've said you didn't have expectations coming into this season. And I know every year is hard. But you're looking at this roster, and it's just young guy after young guy after young guy. Do you think that it might be a, a bit of a daunting challenge for you and your staff? And and what does it mean to have gone from whatever those thoughts might have been to where you are now? I mean, you guys are going to think I'm full of crap, but I really, I don't, I don't operate that way. I really, I have a hard time taking it 
any further than what's in front of us and really truly try to take it one day at a time and just look for and try to find ways to push these guys to get better. Um, and it's a credit to the guys, you know, they, they don't have to buy into anything if they don't want to, but they, they, they've been, it's a close knit group. I think there's a lot of, there's just going back to practice on Friday. Uh, there was a former Packer here who was here um, in previous years and, and saw our practice and he couldn't believe how much energy was at practice. Um, and I, th I think that that's, that's what's so cool about the group is a lot of these guys haven't been through this and, um, but there's, there's so much youthful energy and these guys just keep their head down and they, they continue to battle and, and try to get a little bit better. More, please. They got a lot to prove, you know, all these guys. What was your fastest 40 in college, and did you crack it running up to Jordan after the game? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't that fast. What, what? All kidding aside, why was it? Why did you do it, and why was that so important? I just, I was, I'm super happy for him. Like, uh, you know, he's just. I know it's not always easy when you're you're a first round pick, and um, you have to sit there and, and watch, and you know, wait your turn. That's that's tough. That's tough on a lot of guys, and um, but he he approached it the right way. He's been a great teammate. He's been super supportive in whatever role he's taken on, and he's um, he's excelled in whatever role he's taken on. And it's it's really rewarding to see the progress he's made over these the course of these few years. Um, and just that was that was a cool moment. Just uh, you know to have that atmosphere to. Be be in the situation. I know I said I don't want to compare our years, but to be in a situation and not get it done, but to, to get it done tonight in front of our fans and uh, walk off that field, like that was that was really important. There you go. That's uh, Matt LaFleur talking to the media after the game last night. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step out, take a quick break. Mike Clemens coming up here in about 10 minutes. Stay right where you're at. Don't go anywhere. Hey, if you still want to get your swing on, you can. The offseason is here. We all know that. They have heated bays. You can swing comfortably and keep your swing on via the golf gang. Uh, you can even do it with friends. You can, they've got a bar. They've got food upstairs. Uh, it is Lux Golf Bays, L-U-X-E, LuxGolfBays.com. Go to LuxGolfBays.com in Franklin, Wisconsin. Great place to go. Ski season up on the hill at the uh, at the, the, the Alpine Ski Resort, so to speak, that they have up on the hill just behind Lux Golf Bays. That's going on if you want to bring the kids over there to the Rock Complex and the Ballpark Commons. They have so much. They have the pizza place now, the hot dog place now, but Lux Golf Bays, L-U-X-E, LuxGolfBays.com. That is LuxGolfBays.com. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Thanks to our friends at Steel Tank Brewing. Uh, they're going to be a part of our uh, little. Little fun coming up this weekend with a watch party down at Nice Ash. They do have Steel Tank on tap. Steel Tank, a locally owned, veteran owned craft brewery right here in the state of Wisconsin, more so in Oconomowoc than anything. But they also have Rally Point that opened their big music venue out back. It's finally open and it's cranking. They had some really good acts out there over the weekend as well. 
Steel Tank Brewing on Roebrook Lane in Oconomowoc, right behind the Exonia Bank off of 67. They're open Tuesday through Sunday for lunch. They have terrific food, terrific food. Their Italian sub is just spectacular. But there, follow them on Facebook, and you'll get a sense as to what I'm talking about because they post their food all the time, and it looks just mouthful. It makes you hungry just to look at. But Steel Tank Brewing, craft brews. They've got a lot of great music out back at Rally Point. And uh, just good people. Dave Barron and his staff are just really, really good people over there. Check out our friends at Steel Tank Brewing right there in Oconomowoc. Coming up here at the bottom of the hour, we're going to talk with Mike Clemens. He's going to join us, and uh, we'll uh, discuss with him what he saw yesterday and go over who may and may not be available for the game coming up down in Dallas. Down in Dallas. Um, Dirty Harry says, not to be negative, but we uh, beat Chicago. Not a great team. We could get totally, totally demolished by Dallas, and then what? So what? What's your point? That's what I want to know. What's your point? Doesn't matter. There's there's no point to that other than to say, well, they, they, they beat two good teams in Detroit. They beat a good team in Kansas City. Nobody said, well, they beat good teams, but they're not that good. Look, who cares? There's no point to that. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. This is all about getting experience now. Now you're playing with house money. You've made it to the postseason. You, you knew there was going to be some hardships along the way, but who cares? Who cares? I What, what pisses me off more than any – I'll never forget. The Packers were hoisting the trophy in Dallas years ago. Years ago. And – there were already people that were saying, well, had it not been for the turnovers, they wouldn't have won. Well, yeah, but they can't do it back-to-back years. They won't be this good next year. I, I, I just It never ceases to amaze me, the people that just crap on something good, because they're always looking for the negative. Two things about this. One is, if they go in and they get demolished, okay. You know, then you're right. Then the better team won, and they the Packers didn't play well, and they under, they they get the understanding of what it's like to play to that ramped up, amped up atmosphere and and good teams in the postseason. The second thing is they get the experience of being there. I'm not a fan of saying the youngest team because they got young by trimming old dudes, right? But in experience, Devonte Wyatt. Lucas Van Ness, Quay Walker, Rasheed Wallace, all your wide receiving core, your tight ends, you know, hell, your quarterback to a certain extent. I mean, nobody, none of that group has played in postseason games. They have to get there and experience it to see what it's like. And if you get there and you win, you've shocked the world. If you get there and lose, you're supposed to lose. Right? But it, the the people that go, well, who cares? They're going to the postseason only to be a one-and-done. That's, that's the most closed-minded, what-have-you-done-for-me-lately kind of thinking there is. It, 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 and that just it drives me crazy when I hear people say that. Um, making it to the postseason. Here's my next question. You're in the postseason. You're not expected to win. That's the reason you are the seventh seed. And the underdog. My point is, so what? 
my expectations for this team at the beginning of the season were seven wins, plus or minus a game. They ended up with nine. They had an opportunity to maybe to even get to ten. They peed away at a couple a couple of games along the way. Otherwise, they could have had an even better season. But to me, all the pressure in this game, every bit of pressure in this game is on Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. Packers are going in this with nothing to lose because they weren't even supposed to be there. So this whole mentality of, well, I don't care because they're only going to win. They're one and done. They're only going to get in there. They're going to win enough to get in there, and then they're going to get beat up. Who cares? It, it, I, it's my Because if you thought this team was in it to win a Super Bowl this year, you're smoking rope. 877-867-1670. Mike Clemens is going to join us coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. Stay right where you're at. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Inside the Packers locker room after the game, Mike Clemens on site, getting him on board. Michael, uh, an excited group of guys that are heading to the postseason, uh, the youngest team to ever do it via their youth, uh, the actual age of this team. And now they've got uh, a wild card weekend taking place down in Dallas. But man, I'll tell you this you got guys that have stepped up. We talked about this. You look at a guy that uh, had a couple of catches throughout the season, a guy like Malik Heath, the young tight end core starts to step up. Jaden Reed has had a big season. He had mentioned there Lucas Van Ness, who had yet another sack in this game. He's starting to come on. You get a guy like Bo Melton, who many are comparing to a Donald Driver-esque type of player who likes the contact, kind of eats it like candy. I mean, a lot of guys making plays for this team right now. Bo Melton with the speed, too. You know, I had some kind of wise guy. He might have been drunk, a Packer fan, sort of in the parking lot, stop me and say, LaFleur's lost his team, right? Because he recognized me from being on your show. I go, I, I don't think so. And then after we got that tape from the team last night, <laughs> but that's what the post-game celebration was like, sounded to me like he still got the team. I, I could be yeah. wrong. I could be wrong. Uh, Bo Milton is uh, is this kid that they've given the opportunity. He's got the speed. I don't know if they why they didn't use him earlier. Maybe undersized. You know, he was not a draft pick. But Bo Milton talked about you know the feeling inside that locker room now to be heading to the playoffs. Well, it feels great. You know, just the hard work we always put in from day one. You know, 
it's been it's been you know really really rough up and down up and down all year but you know we pulled it in as a team we came together you know and we treated like the last three games as like winning events so i think that's a credit to the coaches credit to the team you know it's fun a lot of fun you know mike uh, it's funny because you say that uh, you know and he talks about it too from the very beginning from the very beginning there's been quite a few guys that have kind of had him on their radar screen right well, including some of his own teammates. Now, here's a high pick like Jaden Reed, who had a huge night last night. By the way, that 59-yarder that Jaden Reed had, where he crossed it, you know, did right. he step out of bounds on the Packers sideline? You know, we're not sure, but he 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 goes down a little bit to the left-hand side, then cuts cuts across the field at an angle, gets that pass from Jordan Love. That play was sort of a, a an ad lib by Jordan Love and Jaden Reed. That was a that was a, a nod at the line, and then Jaden took that. And I'm going to have more X's and O's stuff for you from the game uh, from last night tomorrow. But uh, Jaden Reed says, "Yeah, I've been watching Bo Melton since I was in college." I watched him all through college. I told Bo, man, I looked up to you in college, man, because you know he was a few grades older than me, and uh, just watching him, playing him at Rutgers, at Michigan State, and stuff like that, man, it, it just, you know, I watched him go out there for 15, 14 weeks straight, busting his tail against on the scout team and everything, and he deserves it. He deserves every snap he get, you know, every opportunity he gets, he he earned it. You know, Mike, um, Matt Lafleur. Uh, one of the questions that was posed to him, and he I kind of caught it for a second, but. There was talk about guys that, you know, some of the injuries they still have, but more so a guy like Christian Watson. And I, when do we see, when do we think we can see Christian Watson? Is he going to be back for this contest? Well, Matt LaFleur made it sound like he really had a chance this week. He's been dealing with a hamstring injury. He's been out, what, five, six weeks now. And you're wondering, you know, are you close? Or is it going to happen? And LaFleur admitted last night that he might have lied a little bit about how close Christian Watson was for the Bears game. I know it's been extremely frustrating for him. Um, I've had a pretty good indication that it, it probably was trending that way, a little game and gamesmanship on, on my part. Uh, sorry to, to lie to everybody. Um, but uh, it just, you know, it's one of those things that I know it's really frustrating. We'll see where he's at this week. And, um, you know, I definitely wouldn't rule him out. I just, I, I really don't know. A lot of it comes down to the feel for him. And, um, that, but that's something that we're going to have to tackle, certainly when we get to the off season. Mike, uh, I want to ask you too about, um, you know, the, the way this team's excitement level is. One of the things that caught my ear when McCarty or when, uh, uh LaFleur. Yeah, Matt LaFleur, yeah, Matt LaFleur talking about, you know, we had a former Packer, and then he stopped it and said a Packer, a, a veteran. And was he talking about the return of David Bakhtiari, that Bakhtiari was there this week and couldn't believe the energy? Because I thought that I, was rather interesting. I, I don't know who that player was. I don't know who that player was or if anybody's been able to track that story down. But, no, he did say that last night. He just casually mentioned a former player having to be in so he knows what practice looks like and then said, um, you know, wow, you know, you guys are really working at, at a high level of energy. So, um, you know, just could have been a guy that's now a retired player and a, and a friend. Um, but, you know, you know, even guys like Kenny Clark, it was funny to see Kenny Clark smoking a cigar. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> when you walked in the locker room, I said, what's with all the fans? They had these really cool green and gold floor fans blown like, you know, somebody just washed the carpet or what? They had like a dozen <laughs> of these things. 
And they said, no, it's to get rid of the cigar smoke. And then I, like, the, oh, yeah, gee, oh, my God. There were cigars yeah. everywhere the last night. And Kenny Clark talked about, you know, a whole lot of excitement when they got in the locker room after the win last night. Just a whole lot of excitement and, um, you know, just, you know, guys just happy for each other, honestly. Everybody ate today. Uh, it's just a total, you know, team effort. And, uh, you know, you know we, we in the playoffs. Like, you know, we uh, it's been a lot of, you know, up, ups and downs uh, this year. And, um, you know, for us to, to, to put it all together and, uh, you know, win these last couple games, three games or whatever, and uh, get in the playoffs, you know, it's huge. Some of the other guys that are banged up, Mike, you got guys like Preston Smith, Devondre Campbell's been nicked up all season long. These guys are kind of battling through, and I know Devondre Campbell's been very explicit about saying, look, he's not going to, uh, you know, kind of sacrifice the body anymore, but you got other guys that are out there getting it done, and they're the ones that are celebrating kind of going to the postseason. You look at a guy specifically like Preston Smith, who's been battling through some injuries too. Yeah, Bill, and, and I've told you that when you with these athletes, naturally, even even a team with as many rookies as this team has, when teams like when we go to the Super Bowl, you get the best stories because you know what these players they've you know, they're not holding their cards tight to their to their vest. They they now want to talk about their life and what it took for them to get there. And as you know from your show, you get the best stories of the year at the Super Bowl, both from present players and past players. And even after this milestone, like, okay, whew, you know, the regular season's over with. Hey, now we got an extra game to play. Let's see what we can do in the playoffs. It brings out everybody like Preston Smith. Now, he was actually kind of out the door, but I said, well, well i got to ask you this. Last week after the game and when you guys had showered, he took a cart out to the team bus. And I said, and then you show up Wednesday on the first injury report with an ankle injury. I said, you know, was there any concern that you were going to miss this Bears game? Uh, nah, man. You know, I had a lot of time to recover, and they gave me they gave me a lot of time to get my rehab in and recover and get ready for the game. Which is good. I mean, you're glad glad to get him back. Uh, then, you know, Mike. Uh, the other aspect of this is he had uh, a big game. He, him, and Rashawn Gary, I thought were much better at setting the edge, and the defense is playing at a different level of tenaciousness. I mean, I, I like what I see. Now, I'm not going to get out over my skis and say they're going to go out and beat Dallas because Dallas is a whole other animal. But they're playing good football right now. Right, and it was a good game plan. Let's you know how on the how they were going to deal with Justin Fields. And, you know, everybody got a sack in, and, and, and yet, you know, nobody got away deep except for just one or a couple of plays. And Preston talked about how the defense held the Bears to just three field goals. Man, all the interior guys were getting a lot of sacks. And, um, man, it was, it was getting after the quarterback. We didn't let him get comfortable back then. We came together as a team. We played pretty great on defense. Offense was playing lights out. Man, they had a lot of plays that they was making. A lot of guys were making some big plays that was helping us out and putting us in a position to win. I have to admit, I did like the the, uh, the girl that's standing out in front of Lambeau Field doing a live shot yesterday, yesterday morning, and she had no idea. I think it was the uh, ABC affiliate, and she had no idea that it was when he the guy comes up behind her and says, the pack is back, baby, and she had no idea it was Jair Alexander. <laughs> I didn't see that. I was driving up, so I missed that. That's funny. Yeah. Well, that's him. That's Ja. That's Ja Money. The character, but you know he's playing it straight now with his. Last night, this is a weird thing. Last night, one of the PR guys in the team goes, "Okay, everybody, Jair Alexander available for a press conference." And you know everybody's talking to Bo Melton and they're talking to Jaden Reed. <laughs> you know, and he's, "Hey, anybody, Jair Alexander." So it's you know what? It's like 
It's like, no, this is part of his coming out of suspension. You need to talk to the media X amount of times. You need to, you know, be straightforward. And, you know, and, and it's on the record. They're sort of keeping track, like attendance. Right. Sort of keeping attendance. And so then then people eventually turn and they went and talked to the highest paid defensive back in the NFL who said, you know, what was it like being back back at practice last week, getting ready for this Bears game after coming off a one-week team suspension? Uh, it was fun. I didn't miss a beat at all. I was training while I, was, uh, while I wasn't playing. So, I mean, I didn't miss a beat at all. Uh, and I just worked throughout the week. That's all. Put my head down and work and then come out here and perform. Which is good. I mean, that's what he should be doing is keep your head down. Don't uh, get out over your skis and just kind of get the thing done. But yesterday, uh, I thought it was more about the containment of Justin Fields, not allowing him to really get the ball downfield, but also not allowing him to make plays off script with his feet. And I think the Packers did a good job with that. Yeah, and uh, there's, I think there's two things uh, among many things that Bear fans are yelling about uh, about last night's game. Uh, one might be this thing that's brewing with you know Matt Lafleur saying, well, you know, maybe we fudged a little bit on Christian Watson. Uh, and the other one is is this play where now the Bears are moving the ball. They get down to past the 50 yard line. Justin Fields rolls out to his right, and he has a collision with the safety Jonathan Owens. Kind of looked like helmet to helmet. There was not a flag called. And then Justin said, I did not have a concussion. They took me to the sideline. I did not have a concussion. And why did you take me out a couple of plays later and kill that drive, you know, pull the quarterback? He he was asking, you know, if could that make a difference? Maybe they were on their way to scoring a touchdown that drive. I mean, at this point, it's just like, uh, y'all see it. It's like, I just don't understand if, you know, I got to come out two plays after play for a, a potential head injury on a play that I slid on. So it's like, at what point, you know, I don't even know how to answer that because I don't want to get, you know, fined in any kind of way. But, I mean, like I said, like, the fact that I had to come out, you know, two plays later for a potential head injury on a play that I slid on should, you know, speak for itself. I get it. I, I get that he's frustrated with it. And the other thing that uh, I know they were screaming about, they wanted a flag thrown. But uh, the explanation I thought was fair and accurate, and it was basically that, you know, Jonathan Owens didn't uh, launch himself at his head. He didn't hit him in the head. He led with his shoulder. And by the time he launched himself, that's when Justin Fields began his slide. He couldn't then pull up. So all those reasons led to the fact that, you know, I mean, unfortunately, the Bears quarterback went to the ground and he did smack his head on the ground. But um, so be it. I mean, it wasn't like he, he did anything to him intentionally. In the meantime, you've got other defenders, especially a guy like Quay Walker, I thought, stepped up nice yesterday. And that's twice I've seen him now fill the gap on a couple of different weeks in back-to-back uh, blitzing situations where he's done pretty well. Yeah, and you know the Bears' biggest plays late in the game, tight end Cole Komet, he finally showed up with a 27-yarder, but then had to leave the game. I think it was concussion. Uh, and then D.J. Moore. You know, the, the Bears made that huge deal with the Panthers, giving away a, a number one pick. They got a great receiver in D.J. Moore, a bunch of other picks that helps out their team. And so D.J. lines up right, and he goes down and turns in going across the field, sort of underneath the safeties, but he's crossing the field, and then he turns up, and Justin throws him a nice pass over the left tackle, and he turns that up. And the only guy covering him is number seven, Quay Walker. And I ask, you know, that that went for 33 yards. I asked what happened on that play. Uh, I was in a situation where I was actually spying the quarterback, so I felt like he was about to get ready to take off, and I just went for it, and fell right into my hands. The one play where D.J. Moore goes from the right and goes across. Yep. 
and goes gets about 30 yards. Mm-hmm. Were you guys in the zone on that? No, nah, we was in man actually, and uh, it was just a great scheme. They went 0-2 personnel. They didn't have no backs out there, and so that was just a good call on them. Uh, and they went empty just to see what I saying. It was a great call on them. That's all it was. But we was in man. The cover one. It, I will say this, Mike, the atmosphere regarding that locker room and the camaraderie they have, Aaron Jones talked about it. It's it's a little bit different feel than it was last year. I know Matt LaFleur doesn't want to talk about last year, but I think there's some obviousness to it. Yeah, here, and here's the thing. Who's the leader of the Green Bay Packers right now in this locker room? Really? It's Jordan Love. It's the way he carries himself. It's the way we find out, yeah, it's dinner and a movie every Monday night at the quarterback's house. What do you mean? Jordan brings in dinner, and then we watch game tape to start getting her for the next week. And these receivers that get together by themselves on Tuesday. And sometimes the quarterback shows up to that meeting as well. And in terms of vocal leaders, you know, maybe Quay Walker could be that guy because he's an inside linebacker and he's a talented first-round pick. And last night you asked him a straight black question. All right, you guys were so disappointed your season ended after you are on a run, and then the Lions come and beat you. What made the difference tonight and this year? Uh, I've been on this team for two years now, and uh, the team chemistry is way better than it was the year before. And so when you, once it's like that, man, the season win football games when a lot of guys love to enjoy to play with each other. There you go. It was much better than it was last year. We got a lot to come. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We still got another segment with Mike Clements coming up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. A squared plus B squared yeah. is C squared, which means Jordan Love is good. You're a genius. Here is the handoff to Jones. Oh, look at this run. Eddie Jackson trying to hold on to him, but he just bull rushes on down for another extra yard or two. A big game for Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones has been a juggernaut, and uh, over specifically over the last three, four games, I mean, he's been running uh, since he got healthy with a reckless abandon. And the fact that he's got that quick step, that very first burst, is back, and he looks really good doing it. Joining us, Mike Clements, before we get out of here. And, Mike, uh, Aaron Jones has been everything he was years ago, without a doubt. Hardy's been running, and I asked him in his locker room. He was the last one to come out late last night after the locker room was about to close. I said, you know, you're, make, you're making some of the best runs of your career, right? Is it, is it this offensive line? Is it LaFleur's play calling? Or is it just your experience on seeing the field and seeing where the hole is? I think it's a little bit of all. Uh, you know, like you said, the experience, you, you've seen certain looks. Like you kind of know what to expect when they're uh, shifted certain ways. Or then the play calling does come into effect. And then um, just communication. Um, like on the, for instance, that last play of the game where, well, for me, my last play where I ran, picked up the first down, we're in the huddle, communicating, hey, if this is, if this is where we're running um, and we don't change the play, I get a shade. This is what's going to happen. Then Josh is like, hey, that's Elton. Then Josh is like, hey, I'm going to try to do this. Um, then I'm like, all right. They're asking me, like, where, where do I think I'm going to hit it? I tell them exactly where. And it's just communication that we're, we're all on the same page, and it, it hits. Mike, uh, you know, for what Aaron Jones has been able to do, I mean, this has got to be exciting for him because he's been to the postseason before, and he's had some adversity before with the fumbles. Uh, but this is kind of his neck in the woods going uh, neck of the woods going down to Dallas, isn't it? Right. Remember when McCarthy kind of leaned more towards Jamal Williams, and then Aaron Jones had a huge game against his Cowboys. You know, his dad was there that night. That stuff. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, you're going back to Dallas now, and he's you know the former UTEP guy and grew up in El Paso. You've talked to his family 
uh, talked about how excited he is for this one. I'm going back home. <laughs> I, I love playing in Texas. love going back home. It's just special. I'm just honored to be in the playoffs and uh, get to go to battle again and um, prove people wrong. Got uh, more with you coming up tomorrow on the program, Mike, right? Yeah, I want to talk to more of these offensive linemen about what's working with the pass protection. We want to get an update on Romeo Dobbs, chest injury. Right. He's coughing up blood on the sidelines, working on the exercise bike, and then they took him away. I had one guy that said, I thought they took him away in an ambulance. We're going to talk to Matt LaFleur here in just a few minutes, and I'll catch up with some of more of these players as we get ready. I'm booked, by the way. I'm all booked. I mean, I'm going into Dallas. Saturday morning, I'll be back on Tuesday night. I'll have reports for you throughout the weekend. Got credentialed, and uh, uh, now I just got to find a place to stay. So if anybody knows somebody. (laughs) Great stuff as always, bud, Uh, and uh, we'll talk to you throughout the week, okay? Thank you, Bill. Talk to you tomorrow. There you go. That's the best in the business. That's Mike Clemens. We'll have it covered top to bottom. Mike is going to be live in Dallas. We're going to be live 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha at the Nice Ash. That's where the watch party is going to be. The Green and Gold postgame show is going to emanate live from. Get your friends together. Come on down and enjoy the game coming up this Sunday. We'll be back at it again tomorrow. And don't forget, uh, yes, tomorrow and tomorrow night, we'll be heading through the storm and making our way to La Crosse, Wisconsin. For the, uh, for the huddle coming up on Wednesday night. Until then, until we talk again 20 hours from now, have a go. Toop!